worth anything or just a scout I don't know I don't know I don't know Spending time all alone Sending my songs to the phone Dreaming of a better home When I'm focused on trying to hold This craft Witchcraft I hope the blue hearts Let this last That was Great Sounds of Watts with Outside on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Preston, with my partner in crime, Long Island Raised, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building. EZ Blues, you're better with introductions more than me. Who do we have with us today on Behind the Brand? Wait, I have to flex for a second. Not only am I Long Island Raised, not only am I New Haven Made, I would also like to say I am a two-time nominee for the New England Music Awards Best Punk Act. And I'm actually going to put that link in the Facebook uh, thing so you can vote on that because votes end on Sunday. And I want to win a trophy because that's what it is all about, me winning trophies. But besides all that, I want you to really, really understand what music truly is. Music is, tr- is one of the two universal languages. Okay, and now I know for a fact this man fluently speaks one of the languages and uses a calculator to speak the other one. And that's fine. <laughs> yes, fluent, fluently adjacent. But, but when you really truly break it down, it actually goes down to the integrity and the DNA of all of us. When you can play music that transcends time, play music that not only is able to tell the story of the past, but the hope for the future, that is some of the most important things. When you can break it down genetically, to that one single point that resonates with all of us. It doesn't matter the language you speak. It does not matter the color or tone of your skin. It just matters that it resonates with you. And this man plays with one of the most incredible projects out here in the Elm of City. And whether you see him walking, showing up to shows with the Sir Stephen of Rogers by P, or you see him behind the kit, or randomly you sit at the Westville Bowl and you see him standing behind the camera and watching the incredibleness that shows up on the screen. This man is everywhere and always will be one of the most incredible human beings I've ever had a wonderful conversation on a deck of the House of State. I want you to put your hands together, not if you're driving. If you're driving, please keep your hands at 10 and 2 so we don't need any accidents. Okay, but mentally, put your hands together for the amazing, the phenomenal, a very dear friend, Jay Miles. What's going on, brother? How you been? Oh, mercy! That was, <laughs> gentlemen, you, you, that was insanely lovely of you. I've been, I've never been better. That was so. It took a rainy day and warmed me up. That was <laughs> fantastic. It's lovely to see you. Thank you both for having me. I'm absolutely and honored that we were able to put it all together, and. uh you know, get some warmth going to battle uh, this like rainy dreariness that we're getting, uh, you know, hit with again. Beat that away. And um, hello, everyone. For hello. Who are tuning in across the uh, stratosphere. Exactly. Uh, um, lovely to be here. Thank now, you. Now, for, for those the, those who don't know you, who, those who do live under a rock in Elm City, because um, <laughs> come on now, like I said, I remember going to see Cake and, and looking up me like, is that Jay behind the camera? Um, you know, I was like, oh, cool. This is what it is. Um, 
what got you involved in doing music? What is your instrumentation? And then we're going to talk about what exactly is klezmer music. Um, the my entry into music was piano and sort of you know I played uh, coronet for like two weeks in elementary school band, which I thought was dope because of Sergeant Pepper and he played a coronet and I was like, oh cool. But I, but I was, you know, I don't know, fourth grade, you know, so that didn't last. And then I took piano for two or three years. And um, <laughs> I think half the reason I stuck with it for three years was because my piano teacher had like the first Atari. And that was like, so it wasn't that I was like practicing nearly enough. Um, right. I was just trying to get to her house. My sister and I would, would you know, my sister would go first or I would go first. And it was all about like sitting in the, her living room. Uh, with like her kids like playing Atari. Uh, um, but somehow I think I got a li- just enough theory with, you know, and I know the difference between a quarter note and a half note. And that is what you need to be able to be a drummer. Right. Sorry. That was a, yeah, that was my first drummer joke of the day. <laughs> um, and then uh, in high school, uh, I was doing drama stuff and I was doing, you know, like art club stuff and, you know, artsy kid stuff. And then I, I, um, I actually stole a pair of drumsticks from th- that got left in the back of the auditorium, like the marching band left them over, you know, like forgot them. And I went home and, uh, I, I, I didn't have a drum kit. So I put five different thicknesses of hardcover books nice. on the floor of, of my room. And I played to the, to the radio Mm-hmm. Um, until I broke through the covers of the books. And my mom was like, uh, you know, if you got a job, you could buy a drum kit. And I did. I bought a drum. I bought a really crappy, like, starter thing and just I broke through that, you know. And then and then it just kind of steamrolled from there. I took a couple of lessons um, before I really had the discipline to benefit mm-hmm. from them. But, I, but I, there were a couple of, like, heady sort of things I learned and some theory things and some sight reading things. Um, yeah. And then I just, you know, like all of us, I just kept playing in bands and, uh, you know, doing covers and then eventually writing stuff. And then um, got invited to join this uh, Klezmer orchestra here in New Haven many years later. And here we are. So for those who don't know, uh, what exactly is klezmer music? I know what it is because I've seen you guys perform a whole bunch of times. I've been at the door clapping and dancing and, you know, doing all that, that fun little stuff. But there are some people who are like, uh, what is that? And uh, if we spelt it, they'd be like, I, I don't get that. Yeah, so yeah. please let, let the peoples know. Um, I love that you that you prefaced all of this with like uh, organic DNA, genetic kind of um, umbrella because it's it's that's really the the right lens. So simply put, it's Jewish party music, right? Mm-hmm. And you kind of know it. You know Hava Nagila. You've heard it. Maybe you've been to a wedding or a bat mitzvah. They play it, uh, or it's snuck in somewhere in a in a in a cartoon that you remember or a movie. Um, the other gateway drug to klezmer is always Fiddler on the Roof. That's another tie-in. And and it and it's true. You you respond to it in a way, you move to it, you clap to it in a, in a particular way. The same way you respond to traditional Irish music a certain way, the same way you respond to country or jazz a certain way. Um, it just gets into your bones a certain way, um, and, and that's part of the joy of it. Um, 
the the sort of deeper answer maybe is that it's Jewish folk music is a way to think about it. So if you put yourself in Eastern Europe <clears throat> or some of the Baltic nations, some of those areas in the 1800s, the the Jewish life was sort of village based. We call we, we use the word shtetl a lot uh, to to talk about sort of those communities. And these klezmorim, these musicians would travel in little so if you could picture you know your friends somebody's got a guitar somebody finds a snare drum somebody's got a you know a sax or a trumpet or or whatever and you just got in the van and instead of playing you know vfw halls and punk rock shows and festivals you just kind of drove around until you figured out when somebody was getting married right or having a party or there was a you know a, a community event of some kind and you'd sort of show up and be like, we can play, uh, you know, and you and you've got just like in Irish or American folk or bluegrass <clears throat> or jazz, you've got kind of standards in klezmer that that any group of klezmorum would know. Sometimes they'd have little different versions. Maybe they had been hanging out with gypsies the, the month before and they picked up some of their licks, right. you know, so it was bar things were borrowed, uh, shared, traded um in this really interesting dynamic way and then you saw this huge exodus um to the states and a lot of that music came over directly intact and we have some of those early recordings that our band you know we literally have the charts or we have like those really muddy early <clears throat> recordings to try to emulate and and sort of preserve in our way right to play in our way um and other forms of it are a little more fluid we don't have a recording or we have a couple different versions of a chart um some of it also found its way into vaudeville and other early american theatrical traditions and then all the way up through jazz and big band composers and some of the key band leaders and instrumentalists uh songwriters all the big names um borrowed certain little elements in the klezmer language and so we have a familiarity i think right in, in the states with some of the uh methodologies some of the mel uh, melodic elements even some of the instrumentation if you think about clarinet and some of the big band era stuff there's there's techniques and and elements of klezmer that have kind of percolated up through all those things so it's jewish folk music it's jewish party music um and, and you know it somehow you know it in your bones mm -hmm. you, you know you come to one of our shows and you'll 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 dial it in you'll know well for for those who those who don't know um i will honestly say it, it i've never wanted to dance so hard at me at, at music that probably was the most depressing words i've ever heard in my entire life oh you got um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it, it was yeah. absolutely amazing i'm throwing my hands up and we're like we're all gonna die you know it's like awesome um but on top of that and, and what i think is is the most incredible thing is i love we call it you know um jewish folk music and because us here in america uh, we are very egotistical and we think that we've invented everything and that everything has started here. And no, music came around way before there was ever a 1776. I promise this. I promise you. Um, but I do love that fact that and especially right now, I think with um, the music industry being on such shaky ground that it is um, as per more uh, 
artists can release things and get that global distribution through the internet and all that. We don't necessarily need the labels um, anymore um, as much as we did before. We're starting to see this rebirth of folk music, whether you have, you know, Alexandra and the Burnettes, who are also nominated for a New England Music Award. Um, you can vote for them as well when you vote for Shane Penguin. Um, but, you know, <laughs> see, um, or you see some of like Troll 2 that have more of that, that um, you know, folk punk or um, folk punk dad. And even Chesky um, coming through with, you know, taking that traditional aspect and then adding hip hop to it as well. Um, it all breaks back down to just this is the community we're talking about. This is the community we bond with. This is the community that represents us. Um, and this is the community that we're going to throw our hands up and dance around in a circle. In. Um, now, did you get drawn to it because of your faith or did you get drawn to it because of the pull uh, that it has on your DNA. Wow. Um, that's, <laughs> awesome. that's an awesome question. Um, <clears throat> I got drawn to it because I got invited to come sit in and, and they, they were looking for a drummer. Uh, I should, I should point out by the way, that, that uh, it's a community, the, the, the New Haven Capella is a community based <clears throat> deal. So if you want to come play, um, come play. Get mm -hmm. in touch with us and come play. We'll we'll throw you the music. Um, you will stumble through it um, awkwardly the way I did in my first few rehearsals and a couple of shows. And I have a couple of funny stories about that. Um, oh, we'll get we there. Welcome, we welcome all levels. We welcome all ages. We welcome all backgrounds. <clears throat> we have uh, members from 8 to 80 of, of just about every orientation um ethnicity i mean we we're all here for the music right um mm. so i showed up just because i thought it was cool that i got invited by a friend to come check this thing out i knew a couple of the other people in the band and then it turned i think um i, I remember walking away from from the first rehearsal uh and a couple of the tunes were really foreign and i really had to kind of rethink a little bit about <clears throat> the way my pocket needed to mm -hmm. sit and, and some of those kind of things but others i just i walked away going i know this music i don't know how I, I but i know it i know the changes i know what it's building towards i know what it's trying to say uh and so there was something that that clicked um and if anything it's it's reinvigorated the, the my faith and my jewishness and my cultural identity and my pride um in in of place and and pride of people and um my my curiosity for history and for my own family and for and and for J the jewish people in general it's it's sort of um uh fulfilled that you know in a in a, mm -hmm. in a way um spiritually uh socially psychologically right um you know Jew the jewish tradition uh includes reference you know we blow the shofar it, we just had new year's and and uh there's so there's a musical element in you know the way services uh uh flow ebb and flow and it's woven into the practice um as well as the uh, as the non-liturgical parts you know um the way the music is is part of the fabric of a wedding or about this mm -hmm. 
when 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 you're when you're lifting the chairs and you're you know what I mean and you're clapping and you're in the circle there's it's almost it's almost like some it's almost like dervish dancing mm -hmm. it's the way it's the way bluegrass and irish traditions um are melded into religion and community and spirituality you know what i mean organically it's music of, of the people and and that bringing that to audiences young and old new and old audiences is is it's a blessing right? well, I, I... I don't know if I answered yeah, no, you know, Not only did you answer the question, but high five on how wonderful that question was answered. So, bam, there we go. But on, on top of that, what I really love about, you know, what you're talking about here is, you know, how it is intertwined in, in, in who we are and, and what we do. You know, um, we say it on the show all the time, you know, those who are going for being an artist, you need to steal like an artist. Um, and you, you, meant, you mentioned it, you know, we were hanging out with a couple of the gypsies, so we got a little bit of these extra chords in here, you know. And then all of a sudden, Jimi Hendrix came down, and now we've got a, a major ninth, seventh chord that's slightly augmented, you know. And you can grow and you can build, but it is the coolest thing in the world to show up to one of your guys' events and first of all see like nine hundred chairs on the stage. Like, let's be real. Um, you guys have been on the state house, and I've actually had we've had to take people <laughs> off. Like, you're you're set up on the stairs. Um, you're on the stairs, sir. You're gonna sit on the stairs, and you're gonna be okay. Um, and that's yes, I am on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Preston, with my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made EZ Blues. We got the great Jay Miles on behind the brand. Go ahead, Easy. That that was that was spectacular. I just have to say that they're was not paying you enough. Yeah, for they're real. Not paying, uh, they're not paying you enough. <laughs> um, but no, so to see also the spectrum to see that, you know, there, there's some times where you have, I think the youngest I've seen is like a 12 year old, you know, playing a violin right next to someone who's been playing violin for three or four times their age, not been on this planet for, but has been playing the instrument for three or four times that person's age. It's just, it's a glorious thing. And it is such a beautiful community. I know you guys all, you know, you guys eat together, you know, like beforehand and things. So it has that celebrational aspect of it. Um, how do you manage not necessarily knowing, you know, because there's a whole bunch of musicians who are like, wait a second, people who just show up. Um, I, I'm not going to know exactly how many people are going to be here at one time. I don't want to do that. That's terrifying. Can you tell somebody how they can deal um, with a situation like that? So, you know what? Um, it, I, I think if I'm being totally transparent, there's a there's a there's been a couple of gigs where you know I brought my my mom uh, before before she passed. She came up. We played uh, a festival, and we had zero brass, like no horn. Everybody was it was like August. Everybody was on vacation, and and it was like uh, this is kind of what we sound like today. Um, you know, and then there's other times where you kind of go you just dive into it right mm -hmm. um you know um like a jazz player might approach a session okay um you know what like there's no um uh there's only one violin today well you know what like get ready because you're gonna mm -hmm. you know we're gonna we're gonna lean into that a little bit or there's you know two drummers show up okay who's taking which tune you know maybe i'll just play tambourine you know what I mean? Um, 472 saxophone players show up, so, you know, some random gig. And, mm -hmm. and it's, and we, and it's cool to, 
to ebb and flow with that a little bit. You know what I mean? So if you were to, um, if you're listening and you're like, wow, I got a clarinet, I'll come, you know, play with y'all. There's folks who play on one or two songs in an hour because those are the ones they know. You know what I mean? Right. There's folks who play on every tune. There's um, situations where we might have three trumpet players. You know, that happened not too long ago. Two of them were playing their first gig ever with us. Nice. All right. And we we just try to make it comfortable, you know, within each section, whether it's drums or or reeds or or, or brass, <clears throat> clarinet, violin, um, even the vocalists, you know, we all kind of help each other out mm-hmm. um, and find a comfort level. You know what I mean? Uh, my first couple of years in the band, there were tunes that I was not in any way prepared to play at all. Right. And then there was some, you know, uh, there was a couple of shows where it was like, what do you mean the other drummers aren't coming? Uh, I'm not. And you know what? Like, here I am. I survived. It was not a total disaster, you know, and you and you just you get through it because the moment is what matters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That day, that audience, that group of players, we're going to play these tunes this way today. And, you know. Uh, full steam ahead. There's dancing that needs to happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> No, it, and it, it. it's it's so true, and and I love that actually, and and I also love the fact that you you'd brought up the connection with um, religion and music, uh, where it is so super entwined. Why do you think that is? I don't think we've ever really addressed that a hundred percent out there. But whether it be you know whether you're, whatever your faith is, there's always seems to be this musical connection. Um, and let's dive into that just a little bit. Let's get weird. Uh, this is way above my pay grade and or experience <laughs> um, <laughs> um i i hinted at it a little bit there are there mm-hmm. are fabrics of uh pra- of the practice in judaism right. that are inherently intertwined with musical elements right you have a rabbi and you have a cantor that's the most obvious different right. congregations for different particular services add different musicians kol nidre which is the evening that starts the yom kippur services that we just uh completed often is something that works with cello Mm -hmm. Uh, um different choir configurations are, are are very common um so there's all kinds of ways but i think universally if you talk about different uh religious practices and i don't care which one you pick um i think what i think where music and 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 spirituality and faith overlap each other is in a certain uh connectedness that is a form of disconnected i mean when i'm playing and you're and you're deep in a tune and you 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 get off the chart and you are just in the tune the the song is just coming through me now you mm-hmm. know what i mean and I, and i think that you could you can find similar quotes from jazz players you know from rock and rollers from punk rockers from you know doesn't genre doesn't matter hip hop you know um practitioners i think you get to a place mm-hmm. um in both religious practice and musical practice that allows a certain um expansiveness to to mere humanity that that is it goes beyond words i think you hinted at it earlier about universal language and music being one of them i still don't know what the other one is by the way mathematics 
mathematics. Oh, please don't ask me about math. Oh no. That's what uh, that's why I said you need a calculator. I'm on well, it. music. On I now. mean music and math, there's another mm -hmm. symbiosis there. And as a drummer, exactly. we obviously, you know, we you know, we try to find um interesting ways to make math musical, I think. Mm -hmm. Um so I think to, anyway, to 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 put a button on it, I think there's a I think there's a special um moment that's hyper present mm -hmm. um and hyper you have to be sort of hyper sincere i think as well that gets you to that special place and i think i think that's the shared uh real estate no i i think you're 100 correct and and there's always that artist statement of the 10,000 hours to master something completely you have to spend 10,000 hours doing it whether it be 10,000 drawings 10,000 songs 10,000 times playing with, with you guys, you know, the the, pers the the musician you were when you started with the band is not the musician you are currently today, and that's because of growth and development. And um, if you ever read the Book of Five Rings by Miramoto Musashi, um, there is the emptiness scroll, is where you do something so many times it becomes muscle memory. And that is, I guess, the closest to divinity we're ever going to find is when you're, you're just literally living on autopilot um, and, and knocking it out of the park. So... Thank you for a, yeah. a, 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 taking that uh, taking yeah. that turn with me. There's a whole bunch of people that aren't going to like that topic. Uh, uh, you know, the other way to think about it too is if you're a new player or if you're new to Klezmer, um, even even since um, in the last two three years, there's there's people in this band who literally during the pandemic they were like, well. I will now buy a saxophone because I've always wanted to play one and I'm stuck at the house during this lockdown and they're killing it in our bands now. Mm -hmm. And at, you know, in the early stages, <clears throat> um, a, a lot of times you'll hear from our band director or, or, or just kind of musician to just play the melody. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So before you think about, Oh God, I, I, I got just play the melody and you can do that. Um, even as a solo, and that's how you can find examples of that. There's decades of examples of that, of, mm -hmm. you know, monster players who get to the, who get to a, the solo in a tune or whatever, or, or they play a chord, they just play the melody down. Right. And it's just adding that voice to the moment. So no, definitely. Yeah. And, and actually, as, as I always quote, um, uncle Frank Zappa once said, all original music's already been done by, uh, dude, dead dudes in powdered wigs. So just yeah. do you and have as much fun doing it. And that's, that's really what it comes down to because it is your perspective on the music that is giving it the new life. Um, it is your personality. Um, we, we talk about on here, you know, to be successful in the arts world in particular, and to be successful anywhere, you have to be able to fail, fail gloriously, enjoy the failure. You know, it's called playing music for a reason. It's supposed to be fun. I love that when you're talking about the klezmer, you're always going back to the fact of we're here to make sure people are dancing. Um, yeah. Why is that such a big part for you? Because that is, that is a theme that you have stated throughout this interview, like three or four or seven hundred times. <laughs> um again it's it's um it, it's there's a history to that part of it there's the the com uh there's the community aspect right there's the special events weddings bar mitzvahs right different kind of celebrations um and you know a lot of times it was you know kind of the only place that jews were allowed to express themselves Mm -hmm. um in that way um 
plus it just feels good right to 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 shake your took us a little bit um, <laughs> and it's and it's actually <laughs> was i not supposed to say took no, us? no 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 no, no, no it, was great. <laughs> it was funny it was funny it was the best that was the best i got more i got no 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 you got uh, more <laughs> that we can like that's like you know, top three. Top, yeah. that, what's yeah, the other that two if it's top three? I would left <laughs> slap and schmuck. Uh, the slap and, oh wow! Oh <laughs> lord! So don't be a schmuck and schlep yourself over and come shake your tukas. That's how oh, you put that off. Like right. that. Yo, let's go. <laughs> now <laughs> we, we we have spent we spent a, a a good portion of this interview talking about what you do musically, but what yeah. you do professionally as well. Oh, you are an incredible videographer. Um, you know, if people are looking to you know um, hire your services and different things like that, what got you into making video? There's a whole nother art form. Yeah. Um, can I can I plug the Capella? Page yeah, you want, man. We can. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll get back to that too. We got time. So it's the uh, brand plug. Go ahead. So <laughs> it's it's new. New like New Haven, Capella, like yeah. and yes. you, right? This is super Jewy. That prevents you. copyright. I like the name. Um, it really does. So that's the when you <laughs> when smart. you go to the website when you go to our Facebook yeah. page, spell it N U. Mm-hmm. It's very hip and cool. Um, and uh, yeah, if you want to come play, send us a little message. If you want to come see us, we're we're uh, this is the new record. It's coming out very shortly. In new Haven style. It's a whole nice pizza, whole pizza thing. Oh, ah, oh I can't so go wrong. You can come take a bite of that. Um, <laughs> the video thing, uh, you know, video and my life uh, has kind of always been a thing. Um, yeah. You know, being. From years old, I grew up on MTV, you know, and that, you know, happened at a critical, I mean, watching those early YouTube videos, um, you know, uh, when they're riding through the forest, I think it was New Year's Day, that, you know, and it's like, whoa, I think they're from Ireland, you know, it was like it changed, you know, the way right. we consume stuff. Um, so that's always been a thing, you know, whether it's things like the Muppet Show, we talked about Electric Company, like these key mm-hmm. ways that we, you know, that that we got, um, that we learned how to read, really, you know, and sing, <laughs> you know. Um, and then, like I said, I was always kind of an artsy kid. I did high school theater. I was always a, the, like the tech guy. I did all the lighting stuff. Um, and then I did the same thing in college and did, you know, tons and tons and tons of uh of that but i also started uh i did a cable access show in mm-hmm. 19 or when i was a right, senior true. in high school and that was it man that was it if you wanted to do tv you had to go to the cable access station mm-hmm. right nobody had cameras a few yeah. people were starting to get home video you know mm-hmm. here um you didn't have cell phones you didn't have da-da-da. and i know i'm sound i sound like you kids get off my lawn but um it, no it, i think you're educated i don't around. think you're being that annoying parent and it was, no. and I was incredibly lucky. I did four shows with kids from other high schools at the cable access um, station in Fairfax, Virginia, where I went to high school. And it just, you know, it just sparked that bug. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, so flat, flash forward a few years into the 90s, and I was um, lucky to have some friends who were filmmakers and they had cameras, and I, I learned from them. Uh, I learned by making mistakes. You know, mm-hmm. when I bought my first camera, 
I, I tell the story a lot. Um, I had done, I'd been doing graphic design at the New Haven Advocate and at a couple of um, advertising agencies and stuff. And, and print taught me a lot, uh, you know, about color and layout and design and composition, but, but video things that moved. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, you know, theater was always so temporary and I was attracted to the permanence of video that you could watch it again, you know, and I remember all those insane, you know, the nineties were also a time when you were getting like all those Spike Jones skate mm-hmm. videos with like all of his trickerations and weird lo-fi cool effects and techniques and handheld stuff and, you know, Dutch angle stuff. And I mean, it just all kind of, um, sparked an interest in me to, 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 to learn it and own it and, and be that. And, you know, so I bought my first camera, I went out and I just tried and, and I failed miserably. I have told the story. I have a box of old mini DV tapes that I will never show anybody mm-hmm. that are all mistakes, right? Bad, shaky, out of focus, wrong white balance, bad color, bad exposure. Um, you know what I mean? But I was learning the camera and I was learning how to pan smoothly. I was learning how to set colors correctly, you know, how to how to nail focus, um, you know, like in a, in a dynamic environment and um, it, terrible footage, abysmal, all wretched footage. But I would go shoot. I would pick something for the day and I would be like, OK, today I'm going to deal with <clears throat> um, uh, different framing sizes, you know, for mm-hmm. example, and I'd go out and shoot an hour or two's worth of tape and I would go home plug in the camera to the to my tv and force myself to watch it and critique what was working and what wasn't right like a musician would 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 tape a rehearsal or a show mm-hmm. and go back in the car and the drive home and be like oh i was rushing the choruses or you know i need to hit that change better into the bridge or whatever um and i just built it you know from there do you still practice that this method to this day uh, just overseeing your product and what's going on and seeing what you can do better to every better time, yourself. Every yeah. time, every time I, I was, I had an amazing night last night. I was on the video crew at the bowl for boy genius. Oh, oh lucky, yeah, lucky, ridiculous, ridiculous. I mean, show. Just, I heard it outside my house, but that's ridiculous, I close enough. ridiculous. And uh, they brought in some, some, they have a touring video um, director, TD camera ops, and they hired they brought two of us in as local camera ops and they brought mm. the big mm-hmm. like you know the ones you see on the side uh, like uh, like um in a baseball football. broadcast it's called a yeah. long lens or football or you know concerts big honking thing um mm. and i you know we met with the director before the show and he was talking about what he wanted and and i just was like look i need like a little primer on what are the, where are mm-hmm. the controls how is it different what are my boundaries? And and they were amazing. They walked us over <clears throat> and walked us through all the and you know what? At the end of the day, it's always the same thing. You're mm-hmm. pointing you're pointing a piece of technology at somebody who's doing something interesting, hopefully. Right. But the minutiae of it and the sensitivity of the, and we spent at least that myself and the other camera op a, a good half hour just working out the nuances you know what I mean? it's right. like it's like we all know how to ride a bike but you get on somebody else's bike or you yeah. borrow somebody else's car you got to fix the mirrors you got to get yourself situated so i'm always looking not just to improve 
mm-hmm. um, you know, in my, whether it's some, you know, a smooth camera operation or a technique mm-hmm. or whatever, but it's the, it's the literal controls that might be different or the style, the director, how fast they want to cut, you know, or do blend more blending kind of stuff, both of which happened last night. So again, it's, you know, it's funny. It's, it's about being present and open and flexible, right? right. Just like music. And, and that's, that's one of the most incredible things that, that we're starting to see really with everything, you know, as we dive into these deeper type of businesses and stuff, it all breaks down to the similar story. Invest in yourself, hold yourself to a high standard, continue to invest in yourself. And that means in the time as well. That means now, you know, not just getting the best equipment out there, but learning to be the master of the equipment you have, because as we have been told by, by a community and a culture for so long, it's the, the, the motion of the ocean, not, you know, the other aspect of it. And, you know, that's how you were going to use the material. And it's your eye that's helping uh, move forward from there. But what Moving I really forward on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Hill. Myself, President, my friend, Elm City, Blues is in the building. Miles and Miles, Miles, Jay Miles is on behind the brand. Let's go ahead, easy. Wow. Wow. You, sir. You, sir, are amazing. You, sir, are amazing. Not as amazing uh, as Jay Miles. Oh, that's true. Stop. That's true. Stop it. Stop it. No, no, no. Not going right, to stop it. All right, all right. I'll come back it. next week. We'll do it again next week. No, okay. <laughs> no but see, this is, this is yeah, part I two. Think, I Actually, think I feel like we could have like a nine-part. Like, I think you and I should just talk about things all the time. I, I, this, is, this is literally – and just so people know, the more you go right. out – and the more you see live music, the more you can have conversations like this outside of a venue when you're getting that fresh breath of air, when you're in that breathing circle to calm yourself down. You know, that these are the conversations that, that are out there. So not only are we providing you on this wonderful show behind the brand, the story behind the music itself, behind the brand itself, behind the job itself. But we're showing you where you can make these connections organically and help grow your business. You know, if it wasn't for the fact that, you know, I was working for someone else's business and, you know, seeing you, you know, playing in a band that was not 100% yours to begin with, you know, it's these different connections that brought us here today to have this conversation. So it is so super, super important. Go out and experience life. Virtual reality is fun. Actual reality is terrifying. And it's in that terrifyingness that it makes it so, so gorgeous. And that's just me on my soapbox being myself. Yeah, I, I think here. So here's my takeaways from all that, right? Perfection is boring. Embrace your mistakes, right? And get out of your comfort zone, right? Go towards what you're afraid of. That's usually where you'll find love. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Good night. That's all we need. To all right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should be asking for like offerings after that. Like for free ninety nine, you can. <laughs> I thought you meant offerings, like because we just had high holidays. I thought you right. meant like, and then you take the blood of the bull and you sprinkle it. Oh no, no! I was talking about giving us right, money. I was talking that's about my, money. That's, I was, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, again, <laughs> we only have our perspectives. Yeah. Um, we don't yeah. want. We don't want the, the that would blood either, of the bull. But yeah, if we'll we take started, if we started those kind of offerings, you, you'd see your viewership go way up or way down. I don't. I don't know which. It's it's fine. It's fine. We, we 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 like we like a roller coaster, and that's fine as long as long as they're organic because we don't pay for views. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as you continue to to evolve on, you know, you're also now a mentor. 
um, when it comes down to not only um, the music itself and dealing with with um, this incredible project, but also, you know, I've seen you on many different occasions coming in and helping younger videographers come through. How did you become a mentor? And why would you do that? Young people are so silly. <laughs> um, so the so the my therapist would want me to mention that both my t both of my parents were teachers. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so we ticked that box. I yeah, I think that's part of it. And I think um again, I, I, I think as I get a little older and and some may argue with this, as I get a little wiser, I you know, and I think about that high school experience and the people at that cable access station that like dealt with all my dumb questions back. You know what I mean? The people who brought me up um, when I was learning the people who uh, took me aside and said, you know, you, you know, cause some of my early stuff, it was like, look, I made a thing. And you, you know, and I was unable to really look at like what wasn't working about it. Um, I, I did some early comedy in grad school. I did some comedy sketch stuff. Uh, and I showed it to some people when I got out to LA and they were like, thank you for sharing this. Don't ever show this to anyone ever again. Right. Um, and you get, you get to that point, I think where you can, where you, again, it's about being honest with your own work and, and, and looking at it and going, Oh, I, I thought I was so smart and clever. And it's like, um, I can be smart and clever, but I have to, I have to polish this. I have to get rid right. of that. Um, so I, boring part is that the machinations of working video freelance, like a lot of things means you end up teaching, right? <laughs> you know, there's ebbs and flows to the, to the, to the work. And I was, again, I was very lucky. Um, and I, I started adjuncting and then I, I taught video at East Haven high school for 11 years and was given, um, kind of a free reign to build the curriculum based on my professional experiences. And um, I had a lot of good results with, uh, you know, I still hire former students of mine to to come work with me on shoots to this day. And I, I found that I really, I, I enjoyed it. And I, and I like being able to kind of, you know, it's like you pass along tradition. I mean, we've been talking about that all, all this whole hour too, right? Mm -hmm. That's what this music does. And that's what, I think you do in the arts and you steal things too. You don't think for a second, I didn't, you know, I wasn't looking at what that tour last night, the boy genius people had on their screens. Mm -hmm. They did a bunch of you were at the show. You know what I'm talking about? There was right. some amazing visual work. Um, I'm already, the gears are mm -hmm. already spinning on how I can use some of those influences the same way I've emulated my favorite drummers. So it's one thing to steal that and increase or, or improve or, or, or influence the aesthetics in my work, but it's also about like bringing up, bringing up somebody else and giving them a voice, right? That's equally important to me. You know, right. I may not have a professional experience where I could, where I could employ those exact techniques, but I, but, I, but I'd love to find somebody who can. And I, I enjoy that dialogue. I enjoy right. learning from people I'm teaching as much as teaching them. I think it's you want to know something. And, and we've, we've loved and learned so much from you today. And I just want to thank you for that. But unfortunately the uh, producers are starting to pull the Apollo curtain upon us and uh, our the time first, the first is, hour is, is over. 
So we yeah, have two yeah. hours left, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but to be honest with you, this, this has been absolutely amazing. But we want to give this time to you. Um, go ahead, show show that show that that wonderful oh. album cover work again. Tell people how they can get in touch with you, whether it be to hire you for the video stuff or to hire the, the band to play to purchase the band. That? How can they support you? You can that come is, join yeah, this band. Yeah, yeah. So New yes. Haven Capella and you Haven K A P E. L E Y E Capella. Right. Uh, here it looks like that. Oh my god, you're not gonna be able to see it. That's K A P E L Y E, which means band. There's your okay. question for the day. Uh, you can come see me at ETV, which is the cable access uh station and community media center. We help people do podcasts, learn how to do video, learn how to edit audio and video, digitize old footage, uh, and make multi-camera television. That's East Haven dot tv um you can message me there you can message me on facebook you can my gmail is letter j m-i-l-e-s t like tom v like victor tv j miles tv and i look forward to uh connecting with you musically and uh video logically <laughs> or hanging out with you on the show. yeah I'll, yeah there you go uh thank you both again for this this was a real treat and a absolutely and, a pleasure and an honor yeah it, it is an honor and a privilege to have you, man. We, 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 you, you know how much I love and respect you. And anytime we get a chance to Thank hang you. out, especially, you. you know, but, uh, it's it, like I said, I, I, I love and respect you light years and thank you so much. This was a great time. I hope to, I'm going to listen back to this interview like 19 times, just so you know. That's what I recommend <laughs> everybody does. Yes. Yes. 19 more times. Thank you both. Of course. It's been an honor. We'll do it again sometime down the road and I'll see you all out there. Definitely. Jay, thank you so much. We're going to play your music right here on WNHH oh, LP. Shake your tuchus. 103.5. Shake your tuchus on Behind the Brand. Myself, Preston, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, EZ Blues. Let's go. Thank you, Jay. Thanks, everybody.